We're going to start with a statistic and a personal story this week. One in 50 people have obsessive-compulsive disorder. And I was one of them. As a child, I spent hours of my day consumed with rituals, mainly focused on the light switch just above my bed. This plastic nodule seemed to contain the sheer power of God. And with the incorrect sequence of flicks, this switch in my room contained the ability to end my life and the life of my family and friends. And so I sat there, obsessively, attempting to retain control of my own destiny for hours on end with a flick, 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 flick. In my early 20s, I experimented with my first dose of psilocybin mushrooms. The trip, it went sour almost immediately, and I spun into what the hippies referred to as a bad trip, man. Everything I feared came true. My friends and family, they were all dead. The world peeled back, curling like a wave of hellfire, endlessly repeating and devouring me and consuming me into this tornado of nightmares. When I returned back to my sober mind, the walls of reality, they had now expanded, and I I had been to hell, and now I knew that those rituals, the rules of the light switch, they did not control me. And miraculously, my OCD was cured. I'm not alone in my experience. Many of the 1 in 50 have found help through psychedelic treatments, but it may in fact not have been the drug itself that caused this change in my brain, but the actual experience of living your worst fears. This is The Sunday Show. I'm Gabriel Sunday. This week, OCD. Can it be cured? I'm joined by Olivia Levine. She lives in New York City, and she's currently in therapy using a method designed to rid herself of OCD. Welcome, Olivia. Thanks for having me, Gabe. Yes, so you've lived with OCD pretty much your entire life. So tell us what it is, what it can entail. Sure, yes. So OCD is an anxiety disorder. Sure. That can involve intrusive thoughts, Mm -hmm. uh, images, Mm -hmm. urges Mm -hmm. that cause ample anxiety. Mm -hmm. So in order to alleviate this anxiety, people with OCD perform rituals and repetitive behaviors as well as mental acts. These are known as compulsions. Mm. And when the person can't perform the rituals, they feel like something awful will happen. Because ultimately, it's about control and uncertainty, OCD. So, like, I I know for me when I had it, the anxiety dispersed for a moment, but it always returned. Yes, yes. I mean, the relief is always ephemeral, and Hmm. the compulsions are often very irrational, you know, which the person knows on some level, but can't— Yes, well, I I know—sorry to interrupt you there. I know when I told people about my OCD, they're always like, oh, my God, OCD, I have that too. Oh, totally. They don't get how crippling it is. You know, they'll be like, yeah, 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 like, whenever I clean my house, I sweep and I swiffer. It's crazy Uh, obsessive, uh, you know, like, ugh, those people. I remember when I—like, see, I had to check— the eyes of my teddy bear, Coco, Mm. every night to make sure that he wasn't an imposter teddy Mm -hmm. bear Mm -hmm. sent to kill me. Yeah. I mean, you know, it it can really go to an extreme degree, you know. Sure. I mean, mean, for me, it was, I I checked the front door lock 10 times a night or more sometimes. 10 times, yeah. yeah. And I would wipe my ass until it bled. Sorry? I would would wipe my ass until it would bleed. Until it would bleed? Yeah. Yeah. 
it's just like not everybody can take mushrooms sure, sure, and sure. just be like poof. Yeah, no, you know, totally. I'm not. I'm not OCD even cured. saying that. Right. Yeah. You no, know, I'm not saying. Not that. to discount your pain. No. Or no. No. I. Yeah. No. Totally. It was. I mean, it's not a competition or anything. No. But, sure. No. No. But mine was pretty no, extreme yeah. as well. Compulsion competition because I win. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. About yeah, that, but because I used to watch my dad sleep at night so I could count his breaths per minute and oh. make sure he wasn't dead. Yeah. And uh, in college, I was afraid I was a sexual predator, so I banned myself from masturbating for two years. Sure. Actually. Yeah. Um, well, we um, we all suffer in our own way. So, you know, I think we can. Anyway, so to rid herself of these compulsions, Olivia here has started something called ERP, or Exposure Response Prevention. Olivia, good luck. Thank you, Gabe. Welcome today. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, I think. Thank you. This is Olivia's exposure therapist, Dr. Janet Jacobs. Together, they're embarking on the beginning of Olivia's ERP journey. Olivia will be exposed to stimuli that trigger her anxiety, and the eventual goal will be to get her to refrain from enacting her compulsions in response. Deep down, I knew I wasn't pregnant. I also knew I had a UTI, so I was drinking more water than usual, and that was probably the reason for my stomach bloat. Probably. Definitely. So I went to Dwayne Reed anyway, and I bought two pregnancy tests, and then I took them both. And you weren't pregnant? No. And the UTI? None of it was real. (laughs) That's good to say that. Okay, but I just can't shake the thought that maybe I was pregnant, like, even for a second. I mean, I am a gold star lesbian. I've never even given a handy, which admittedly I am pretty curious about. Sure, that's natural. Yeah, I imagine come to sort of have, like, a custard-like consistency, but I feel like I can't really know until I touch it. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Olivia and Dr. Jacobs meet twice a week. This time, they're focusing on one of Olivia's greatest fears— her girlfriend, Abby, cheating on her. So we're starting off with something pretty big here, Olivia. Are you sure this is what you want to address first? Yes, positive. I mean, I like to bite off more than I can chew. (laughs) Dr. Jacobs moves carefully through this process, which she describes with surgical precision. So walk me through it. How does it work, Dr. Jacobs? Well, we make sure it's manageable for her. We don't want her anxiety to skyrocket. How does it all play out? How do all the pieces move? Abby will select a man to go on a date with, and they will go on said date. Hmm. And Olivia will have to sit with the uncertainty of what may or may not happen. What does that mean? Questions like, will will they hook up? Will it go south early? Hmm. She won't know. (laughs) Of course, this isn't exactly like being cheated on. Sure. But it should bring up a similar degree of anxiety, which is what we want. I think I understand. And Olivia, how are you feeling about that? Okay, this sounds awful, right? but I'm ready. I mean, I'm skeptical. I'm very skeptical, <laughs> but I have hope. Yeah, I just want to support Olivia through this. I, I mean, I, I don't get it, but I support her. This is Abby, Olivia's girlfriend of three years. She thinks I'm dead all the time. Hmm. Once she called me 20 times when I was in the shower because I wasn't answering because I was in the shower. <laughs> She's, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm down to help. And Abby, who did you choose as your cheating partner? I chose Chet. Sup? We did theater um, back in the day. 
It's very suave and sweet and You got me blushing, girl. Tonight's the night, girl. Oh, forgot about that One voice. Chet. Ugh, he is the worst. Does him being the worst help the treatment? Hurt it? Does yes. It... No. I mean, yes. yes, it hurts more. Okay. That also helps. Sure. So yes, it helps. Sure. So, Abby, Chet, how does it feel to participate in this exposure treatment? <laughs> I do miss Dick sometimes, to be honest, so this hmm. is kind of a win-win for me. Hell yeah. And do you two plan on indulging in that this evening? It feels like that's part of it for Olivia. Mm. Um, experiencing a deep fear and realizing she won't die or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I know she really hates Chet because he's like this loud leader kid type, but I don't know. Babe, damn. I like him. <laughs> and Chet, how do you how do how do you feel? You've unbuttoned another button there on your shirt. That means you're 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 into this. Uh, you, to be honest, I feel blessed to take on a role like this. I mean, the stakes are high. Abby and I have this predetermined connection. Which is a gift. Talk more about that. What, what does that mean? Well, she was the baker's wife to my prince. Yeah, I mean, we did Into the Woods back in high school. Oh. I mean, oh, you know. okay. anything can happen in the woods. May I kiss you? I don't remember any of that show. Any Chet. moment we could be crushed. Are you going to do both parts? Or Foolishness should I? can happen in the woods. Once again, please. Once he gets going, it's hard to stop yeah, him. Yeah, he really gets on a roll, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The date began at 7 p.m., a stroll around the park, followed by a screening of Moulin Rouge at Chet's apartment. And then things get cozy. At around 10 p.m., the microphone is turned off. The next day, Olivia and Dr. Jacobs check in. Walk me through it. How did it go? Okay, so it was really interesting. Um, Around 9 p.m. during Moulin Rouge, when Nicole Kidman dies on the trapeze, my body heat increased to 103 degrees, which, on the plus side, burned off my cold. That's positive. I see a lot of positive in that. But I also knew that they were probably fucking. Right. And how did that track with you? I I did experience anger dreams about Abby and Chet and Stephen Sondheim. And the anxiety... It felt awful. But, you know, I got through it, and I didn't die, so... That's huge! Yeah, it was huge, huge. It hurt. But you sat with your uncertainty and ultimately realized the fear was greater than the thing itself. And you're still together with her. We are still together. This is a success. Yeah, I mean, I I got a few text updates during the date. You got a few text updates. I mean, I asked for updates. I mean, I wasn't calling her. I didn't demand she FaceTime me or but anything. But you didn't sit with the anxiety, Olivia. That's the whole point. Oh, well, I thought the point is that she fucked him and I let it happen. No. I'm sorry, Olivia. The whole point is you're not sure that any of it actually happened. And then you manage that uncertainty. That's what's supposed to happen. That is the point. But I'm certain that it happened. Yeah, and apparently I didn't earn any points, so I just watched Chet bone my girlfriend for nothing. You watched? Like, he started just twisting her nipples, and she did this whole, like, (laughs) but she doesn't even laugh during sex. She hates that, you know? And then she was doing a little finger ass play, and, like, I don't know what that's about. I'm afraid. I didn't intervene. No, I'm afraid. I can't condone that behavior. (sighs) 
I know. It was dangerous, too, and she lives on, like, the 20th floor. I scaled a building like a Batman. Is there something you'd like to say to Abby? <sighs> Sorry. Don't tell me. Tell her. Sorry, Abs. Can I go now? These FaceTime sessions are killing my data. The first exposure had failed. But with steadfast determination, Olivia would hop back on board again. Coming up, Olivia dives deeper. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Olivia was attempting another exposure treatment with Dr. Jacobs. Now, with more clarity on the rules, Olivia attempts to up the ante. So, for this exposure, I'd like to rid myself of the fear of my loved ones dying. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever my loved ones don't respond very quickly, I think they're dead. Mm. So, for this exercise, I I think I'd like to try cutting off contact with them. Oh, okay. For a period of time. Mm -hmm. Got it. Ambitious. That's good. But let's pause and start this week with a congratulations. I love this. Bring it on. Your bravery is breaking barriers, and it's inspiring, and it's new territory for you, and that deserves an applause. Oh, yay! (laughs) Okay, so here's my plan. Are you ready for this? I am. Baby steps. Yeah, totally, totally. So I am gathering all of the people I care about and love into one location. Okay, that doesn't sound like baby okay, steps. Okay, and but... with everyone's blessing and consent, I will carefully move them to a secret remote location. Let's pause. Yeah, how about we hear it all first before we judge? Yeah, Janet? All right. So around 6 a.m., a lift picks up family and friends around the city. Those cars will rendezvous with an unmarked bus that transports the package, as we will call them, to a drop-off at the Long Island Railroad. Olivia? Janet, I'm way ahead of you, okay? In order for this to work, I cannot know their location. I know. After drop-off, a private military contractor known as the White Orchid moves the package to a ferry. From there, they drift for an unknown period of time, during which I will have to sit with the fear of them all being dead or stranded or possibly sinking in the fucking ocean. Can I say something just real quick? Yep. By just dreaming the scenario up, you have given yourself the near experience of actually having it happen. And I can see that you're making real progress, even if none of this actually plays out at all. But it, it did, though. It's done. It's done? What does that mean? We did it all this morning. Everything I just said. The railroad, the ferry, the package at sea. I don't see how that's possible. I have a lot of money. But I... I feel like my grandma gave me a fuckload of inheritance. Olivia, where are your family and friends? Oh, nice try, Janet. I don't fucking know, and I don't fucking care. Oh my god, wait, did you just hear me? (laughs) I I I don't care where they are. Holy shit! Jan, can we bring that applause back again? Because I think I just earned the bitch. Actually, wait. It's the Xanax. 
Yep, I'm on like a fuck ton of it. That's gotta be a no-no, right? All of this is a no-no. Fuck, Olivia! Olivia, why do you self-sabotage? Why? Stand by, Orchid. Fuck me, I really want to check to see if my mom has her inhaler. But I'm not gonna, I know, I know. Ugh, I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna sit with that, right, Janet? Can we turn off the microphones for a moment? Please? Dr. Jacobs realized that she'd reached a breaking point with Olivia and promptly quit. Olivia's family, they drifted at sea for the day. May I make a phone call, please? I don't know what the, Does anyone speak Hebrew? Does anyone speak Hebrew? But back at land, Olivia was feeling no positive effects of the ERP. Her use of medication had invalidated the results. Okay, so catch me up, Olivia. Uh, you are not throwing in the towel. No, oh, God, no. Okay. No, I'm 100K in the hole on this. 100 grand? Yeah, no, but I'm not stopping until I rid myself of one of these fucking fears. Okay, so uh, what is the next step? Okay, well, my deepest, darkest fear, beyond cheating or loved ones dying, is me actually harming a loved one. Hmm. So that's what we're going to do next. Okay, so I think I should go ahead and, and say there that I'm... Uh, well, I'm no replacement, Janet. No, sure. No, um, you're not. No. And I can't condone hurting someone you love. Oh, no, so no, no. Sure, sure. Of course. Kate, okay. Of course. Let me clarify. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> the fear I have is giving someone I love an STI. Ah, a sexually transmitted infection. Correct. Got it. Okay. So again, I'm not a therapist, though, and I, since I just host a show here. Right. And- so you can't really speak to the validity of... of- an exposure? No, no, of but course. I, I, you I, just want a man explain this to no, me anyway. Go no, right no, ahead. No, no, I get no, no, it. No, not yeah. at all. I, I think that maybe that we should take a step and a pause and not try and cause further harm to your ex. But first off, that's very sweet, okay? I appreciate your sensitivity, Gabe. Thank you. But Abby is not even the best choice for this exposure anyway. Okay. For this to truly have an effect on me, it needs to be the person who I wouldn't want to hurt the most. You know, it'd be like, I'd be like, to hurt them would be me. Sure, I understand. You don't need to choke yourself like that. You know, that. like... Okay. <laughs> pulled a little clumpier hair out there. Okay, well, it happens a lot. So who, who is that? That's my mom. Okay. <clears throat> Again, this is where I should say uh, I can't condone that. And actually, I'd probably need to report something on the level of forced incest. No, I'm not so going to fuck my mom, Gabe. Are you saying that you're going to hire someone to... Hire someone to fuck my... No, it's disgusting. No, I'm just going to give her a little mouth gonorrhea. And so I followed along as Olivia carried out her deeply disturbing and morally questionable mission. The first stop was in Brooklyn, at the home of a man she called Stoner Jake. Hey, where do you want it? Just suck on these. Stoner Jake had a fairly bad outbreak of oral gonorrhea and proceeded to hand off the needed specimen via Q-tips. Hey, y'all want to hit this bong? Uh, no, I'm, I'm chill, thank you. Next, in upstate New York, Olivia applied Jake's Q-tip samples to her mom's lipstick one by one. Then, the next night, invited her mom to a fancy restaurant. Lunch is on me, Olivia. No, no, mom, it it feels very important today for me to pick up the bill. (laughs) Okay, well this is a lovely surprise, Liv. Your look today is so, uh, it's kind of natural. Na- natural? What, 
What is that? No, no, no. I just. What kind of. Is that supposed to be a compliment? No, no, no. I thought this is a fancy place. I thought you'd get a little dolled up, you know? Throw some color on those lips. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that I was on a date. No. You're right. You're right. Hey, Mom, would you want to catch a matinee? That sounds lovely, sweetie. After grabbing front row seats to a performance of Beautiful, the Carol King musical, Olivia's mom applied some classic Red Rouge by Christian Dior. And as her mom cheered for an encore, whistling through her freshly dosed lips, Olivia sat nearby, mouth agape, sitting with the anxiety of what she'd just done. So, Olivia, uh, your mother has gonorrhea, so... How do you feel? Oh, I feel fucking great. I mean, how do you feel? You think I won our little OCD competition? Hey, (laughs) I think you take the cake. Yes, I do. Okay. You win. Yeah, well, her her outbreak was minimal. Okay. And I redosed her wine with some antibiotics, so that cleared her up pretty quick. And and since this episode airing is probably how she'll find out, I do want to dedicate this to my mother. Thank you so much, Joanne, for hanging strong. And the OCD... Is it still there? How's it coming? Yeah, okay, so I'm no longer dating my girlfriend, hmm. um, and I now spend lots and lots of money on my treatment. Uh, I, I'm with a new alternative therapist. Janet left the biz, as they say, hmm. and I have a lot of new insight into my disorder, really. You know, I understand now that uh, anything can be fixed with money. Hmm. Yeah. And, and Is that your takeaway, is yeah, money? Yeah, pills, too. Pills, uh, which cost money. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Okay, then. I I suppose I'm looking for maybe something to wrap this up, something maybe delve a little deeper in there as far as your solutions or what's next. Sure, yeah. Um, Like more money, less problems. Same same idea still. Oh. Uh, Something a little deeper. Okay. Something of the soul. Yeah, sure, sure. Oh, you know what? Like, just... Like family. Hmm. Like surround yourself by the ones who support you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, thank you very much, Olivia. Yeah, thank you, Gabe. I, I, and I think I'll be back very soon. Like next week? Yeah, sure. I think that would work. A little check-in. Yeah. Let's let's confirm next week. How about Wednesday? Okay, yeah. Oh, that's my phone. Sure. Uh, tomorrow Wednesday? No, or? no next Wednesday, you psycho. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. So we confirmed? Confirmed? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Well, great, I'll see you then. Thank you. That's the Sunday show. We'll see you see next week. See you next week. Nope, nope, let me, let me do this. Okay. okay. That's the Sunday show. We'll see you next see week. See you next week. Olivia and I wrapped up our segment, and as is my ritual, I listened to the recordings, made notes for the editorial process. Olivia wanted to thank me for doing the story, assured me that everyone in her life was just fine and reconfirmed our meeting next week and and reconfirmed it and and then reconfirmed it and, and then she rescheduled it and then reconfirmed that and, and, and reconfirmed. I couldn't help but feel proud, selfishly, for ridding myself of these obsessive compulsions earlier in life. But as I shut down the computers and locked the office at the Center for Investigative Journalism, I wondered... Are any of us ever truly cured? Can we be triggered by others? Well, yes, indeed, we can. 
And it's important to remember that none of us are perfect. And when it comes to your own well-being, there is always more work to do. We'll see you next week. Two, three, four, one, 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 two, three